stuff. Sweet summer breezes passing through the trees. No sound but the rustling of the leaves. I hold my sister's hand. We don't dare to breathe. Sweet summer breezes passing through the trees. Welcome to episode 194 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And today's show is a double whammy of returning guests. Can you believe it? I can believe it because these folks are awesome. First up is Sunshine and Broccoli, who you may remember from episode 83. We talk about their brand new record, It's Cool to Be Kind. And then making a triumphant return, you may remember him from episode 111, it's Mr. G talking about his brand new record, Fireflies. You know that song you heard at the very, very beginning? That was the song Fireflies from that brand new record by Mr. G. And then the song you heard right after that, that's called Power Off and Play from Sunshine and Broccoli's brand new record. Returning guests, awesome guests. I got to hang out a little bit with Mr. G when he was here in Houston. Love Sunshine and Broccoli. Love Mr. G. Stay tuned all the way to the end of the show so that you can hear the full song of Fireflies. And then stay tuned right after Sunshine and Broccoli's interview to hear Power Off and Play from their brand new record, It's Cool to Be Kind. Email me, mike at goodstuffpod.com. Find all the old episodes at goodstuffpod.com. It's good stuff. It's certified. It's bona fide. And it's for you and your family. Talk to you at the end of the show. Is it freezing cold where you are right now? It's oh. minus 955. <laughs> yeah, Elsa and Anna are outside building a snowman. and uh, No, the, it's next uh, level. Like, I don't know. I just came back from Florida. I was like, why do I live here? It's yeah. so cold. Yeah. Oh. It's- okay. Yeah, because, uh, oh, so, you know, you know those familiar voices. They're your friends and most definitely mine. Sunshine and Broccoli return. And we got a couple things that we need to catch up on. A- how freezing cold it is, which I think we covered. B, a brand new record, and C, something. You tell me this. This C, which I think is the coolest. C is definitely the coolest of our entire career. Uh, we got nominated for a Juno Award for Children's Album of the Year. So the Junos is the Canadian uh, Grammys. Cool. Wow. And so the the category is like kids and family, and it's for this record. Yeah, it's um, Best Children's Album. Best Children's Album. Wow, congratulations. That's really amazing. Thank that's got to feel That's got to feel so cool. So, um, Lisa and Brock, I'm so glad that you're you're back with us again. Um, how have things been since last we spoke? Give us like in a nutshell. It's been about I would say a year and a half or so. Everything's yeah. just, how how are things? Uh, things couldn't be better, honestly. We um I we took things to the next level. It just feels so organic and so incredible. But we recorded this album. We started writing it at the beginning of the summer and recorded it in October. And 
by far our best album, the most current, the coolest, very on trend, if you will. And um, the release of the album has absolutely just been incredible. Mm -hmm. And I would say not just on trend, but on brand as well, because as we talked about before, you guys write the biggest choruses in the biz. Yeah. Like Tom Petty says, don't bore us, get to the chorus. Exactly. Words <laughs> true, words to live by. So so how is this album? I listened to it, and it's certainly like it's a little different, right? So what are the ways and, and what are the things that people can look for or listen for when, when they're putting this new record on? Well, we like to add different styles. To this album, we took a bit of a different approach. We have a little soca. We have some rock. We have some hip-hop. We just wanted to really um, – put together a bunch of different styles because kids nowadays are exposed to all these styles of music through Spotify, through YouTube. And so we really wanted to kind of uh, um, cap on those, uh, capitalize on those. And then, and we really want to create a clear message for some of these songs, such as it's cool to be kind, a mm -hmm. message of kindness, because we see what kids are experiencing nowadays. And even we have a song called power off and play. Because mm -hmm. kids are always on their computers, on their screens, and there are things to do once you put your screen down. So we really wanted to hone in on some of those messages. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think that that's really important and it comes through. Um, I, I will give you – I will – tip my cap to you the new rapper brock i think that's a that's a new thing for you and it comes across really well really oh, nicely done you. yeah um and of course like you all sound amazing together um so uh, before we get to um like a couple of the songs in specific i know that you guys are always playing for people i know that you're always at a gig or on the way to a gig like right now so how are these songs are they any different in concert is the message you know do you spend a little more time sort of making sure that people are hearing the message and getting the message how is that a little different at this point it's so cool because um our last few albums we have our shows down pat and there's an amazing flow to them and I was really curious to see how these new songs would translate um, in concert. And I have to say, first of all, for us, it's incredible because you get tired of singing your songs like 95 million times over. So this one was so cool because adding the new the new tracks, because we sing to track when we concert, uh, when we are live in concert. And it is so cool because most of the songs fit in so incredibly. So we have a song called, um, this is a song that makes me happy. So we always start it with what makes you guys happy. And today we did a show this morning and it's just like, you know, you hear like chocolate chip or you chocolate chip ice cream, or you hear like my family or spending time with my friends and we get them to spell happy. And um, it's so it. It's very interactive. Our new stuff um, was written in hopes of performance and the real interacting um, between us and the kids. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, asking the kids what makes you happy, you immediately draw them in, right? Because everyone's yeah, got yeah. something. I really hope that everyone's got something that, that oh, yeah. they really made, whether it is like chocolate chip ice cream or, or whatever it is. I think that that's hugely interactive and it's, you know, part of, I think the overall message that like, it's cool to be kind. It's cool to be yourself. It's cool to, to do these things. And, and in a way, like it's cool to, to love what you love and do what you do. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you hear all types of answers, and there are no wrong ones. They're mm-hmm. just all different, and it's great. It's right. Great. So the one that um, you mentioned that I was really uh, – that sort of surprised me, and, and that's not surprised in a negative way, but in a really positive way, is this issue that as a parent affects me all the time, you know, every single day. And lots of my friends who have kids the same age and I think parents across the world is this idea of screen time and how much is too much. And we struggle with this a lot, right? My kids, they're happiest when they're in front of a screen, but how much is too much? So this idea, I would love to hear like, and I was really like, pleasantly surprised and thrilled that you like this is the first obviously the first screen screen time song that i know of right so (laughs) power to you for for doing this sort of universal thing where are you all coming from with with this particular song well it's the 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 climate that is uh, that we are at now with kids and it's um there are more options than spending times on this virtual reality that's this this screen time which i understand that's the way the world is going and we get that but kids need to re-communicate with themselves. They need to see themselves in their actual eyes, eye to eye. And they need to develop a, a relationship with each other that way or play with each other that way. And we were just kind of saying that, that there are other ways to play, you know, baking chocolate chip cookies with your mom or doing some yoga, you know, and, and even making slime with your friends. They're, I they're think just... that we're all addicted to our phones. Right. We are all addicted. Parents and kids. Trust me, I'm like on that list 100%. And I think that as parents, we can deliberately say, I'm taking a break from the screen. I'm deliberately putting my phone away at 9 p.m. And I think with kids, especially with kids, we become addicted, right? Like kids become addicted to music, uh, Fortnite, you know, there's right. so many addictions around. So the whole point of power off and play is like, what, put your phone down. What else can you do? Yep. Like figure it out. We figured it out. We played outside. We, you know, we, there were so many things to do. So it's just an important message for all of us. Like mm-hmm. not even kids, like right. for myself. Right. I, I totally agree. And I think that it's spot on nail on the head. So so the new record is called It's Cool to Be Kind. Um, I love that. Uh, I love that you guys are still still at it and still smiling and still happy yeah. and still making it happen. Um, it is. Uh, I know you all have to run to a class. So yes. if you, if, so we talked about a couple classes, a couple. Sorry, a couple classes. We didn't talk about any classes, but it might be interesting at some point. We talked about a few of the songs. If you were to point us to a couple more on this new record, and I know this is a challenging question, but that you are especially proud of, what would those be? Just so people can sort of hear from the artists themselves, the ones that they're like thinking are really awesome. Well, I think there's one called "Put On Your Jamas," uh-huh. and. That was such a surprise to us because we wrote that in literally like 10, 15 minutes and we loved it. We, we thought it was great. It was just it's been such a wonderful um, it, it, people have responded to it so well. Kids have sent us videos of them putting on their jammas and brushing their teeth and it's, singing the song. It's, all, yeah. it's hilarious because there's always a song that surprises us that people love. Like I have my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Every single person who hears this album is like, oh my God, put on your jammas is the song. And <laughs> no joke, like we just did a show today in a school for like 300 kids and we played uh, that song and it was like, they're just screaming, put on your jammas and brush your teeth. <laughs> and it's like, Wow, yeah. that's the song. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Okay, cool. So um, 
I know you all have to run, but this record keeps up the very strong sunshine and broccoli tradition that uh, brings a lot of joy and a lot of happiness. And it's great to talk to you all and hear about it. And thanks so much for your time. And now here is Power Off and Play by Sunshine and Broccoli. Immediately following that, Mr. G returns. It is awesome to welcome back to the Good Stuff Kids podcast, Mr. G. Mr. G, how are you today? Doing great, Michael. How are things? Uh, everything is going really well here. Um, as we just talked about, I have relocated to Houston, Texas. Where are you right now? So I'm in New York City. We just had a couple of exciting shows here. We did uh, oh, two hold, shows. Hold, hold, on. What, hold on one second. Oh, yeah. It sounds like all of a sudden you got very far away. Ah. Like, Man, I don't know. Okay, that's better. Here, let me just – that's better? Yeah. I mean, I could just do this on speakerphone. Maybe that's the best. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, that's great. Loud and clear. All right, that'll be solid. Okay, so we'll we'll roll that back. It is okay. – uh, it's, again, the best to welcome back to the Good Stuff Kids podcast, Mr. G. Mr. G, how are you today? Doing great. How are things, Michael? Everything is great. I'm here in Houston, Texas, where we just relocated to. Where are you right now? Uh, on the road in New York City. Uh, just played two shows at Lincoln Center to kick off the holiday season and uh, just wrapping up a very busy year on the road. Wow. So Lincoln Center is kind of a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, this is really exciting. And uh, 
or on the bill with Arlo Guthrie and Judy Collins, and uh, it was a really wonderful experience. Wow. Did you get to meet Arlo? I did not meet Arlo. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Got to ask, right? Um, yeah. So we talked, you know, back at episode 111, got a lot of the backstory and and uh, talked about the record that had come out at this time. But I'm, I'm thrilled to to welcome you back because you have a new record that came out in late September called Fireflies. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, I really appreciate you having me back and and uh, excited to talk about the new record because, uh, yeah, it was sort of a bit of a departure in certain respects from what I'd been doing previously with children's music. Yeah. So I, I think that like, we'll, we'll get into some of the more specific songs, but I think that idea that you just brought up that this is a little bit, it's kind of like both a departure and a return in some ways, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's very well said. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, in the children's music space, uh, I've done a lot of, uh, for those who are just, uh, listening for the first time, a lot of, uh, original bilingual music, Spanish, English, um, and incorporating a lot of Latin rhythms and world rhythms and different styles. But my background is as a singer-songwriter, um, you know, playing for grown-ups, and, which is what I did for many, many years, was much more like the folk, blues, roots, Americana, uh, those those genres. So this, this is the first children's album I've done where I really came back to my roots in terms of the, the stylistic component. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, I think the word Americana and blues, like, I think that that makes a lot of sense, but I think what could be interesting would be to hear, like, who are some of your influences in those, in those genres that sort of helped to form who you are? Well, as a kid, uh, when I first started taking guitar lessons, I was really, uh, my, my earliest influences were people like Paul Simon, Joni Mitchell, Jackson Brown, um, John Hyatt. Uh, James Taylor, um, then, uh, you know, even back to like Pete Seeger and, and real like folk artists and then um, got into the sort of Mississippi blues with like Lightning Hopkins and Robert Johnson and um, vintage country, Johnny Cash, stuff like that. So uh, those, those were some major influences as a kid for me. Right. And so what, what sort of pushed, pushed you in the direction to, to sort of get back to that? You know, in a certain respect, I've never stopped in that, uh, the, a lot of the music that I've been writing, uh, um, that I haven't been putting out for children is, is in that vein. Um, and I just felt like, uh, I don't know, it was last year about this time. Um, it might have had something to do with like we're based in in New England and this this time of year it gets cold and snowy and kind of hunker down and just sitting by the fire kind of finger picking and I think I just found myself writing some songs that were more um, um, folky really and then uh, the first few came out pretty quickly and then I just got into this mindset of uh, making an album in, in, in with with that spirit in mind. Um, so it wasn't, it was pretty much just an organic process. Like a lot of my songwriting just happens just by kind of noodling around on the guitar and seeing what, where the inspiration comes from. And that's, that's sort of where, where it took me last year at this time. That's great. So, um, so let's, before we get into, I mean, I guess actually this kind of works hand in hand. So you 
collaborated with a few people like Lucy Kalantari, who is uh, going to be, you know, whenever people listen to this, either has been or will be a guest on the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Um, yeah. What were, some, what were some of the other collaborations for you on this record and how did those come about? Well, um, first of all, a word about Lucy. Yeah. Lucy is, a, is, is a, a great friend and artist, a wonderful singer. And we actually collaborated on my last album, which is called Mundo Verde, Green World. Um, and she had just been wonderful to work with. So um, happy to have her back on this one. Um, I'd been, uh, I co-produced this one with my friend Dean Jones. And uh, a lot of people know Dean from his work in the children's music world. And we've been friends for a long time and had talked about doing something together for, for years. Um, and and uh, when I finished writing these songs, I, I thought of Dean just because I, I knew he, well, part two things happened. One, I thought of him just because I, he's so great at uh, sort of rootsy Americana stuff. The other thing was that uh, when I kind of demoed up the songs and finished them up in, in June in my studio, um, I was inspired to make the record, but I was really on tour this summer, like pretty much nonstop. So, it, it, but it's the record has a real sort of summertime theme. So um, I was inspired to make it, but I didn't have a ton of time. So I reached out to Dean and we, a few days later, I was at his studio and we spent a couple of days working together. And then uh, we got a lot done in, in just 48 hours. And then I uh, came back to my place. And um, when I had a day off here or there, I skipped away at it and he did the same. So big props to Dean because he, he, uh, he, took on a lot of this, uh, you know, we really shared the production responsibility, which is something I usually do kind of on my own and as well as the mixing and all, all those technical aspects. So, um, he was wonderful to work with. Great. Um, and some other collaborators were, were really exciting was Charmaine Neville, uh, who people might know from, uh, she's the daughter of, of Charles Neville from the Neville brothers. Wow. Uh, so Charmaine came to my studio. We played on a festival of together this summer and then uh he was able to stop by for a couple hours and just added a lot of real sort of authentic new orleans soul gospel blues flavor to the album um she was wonderful so many this wonder the the pet i i'm really blown away by the the pedal steel player on the album this guy named guy fooch great nickname fooch (laughs) fuchetti that's Uh, a great nickname (laughs) yeah Fooch, fooch is like a a legend in the sort of Americana world. He, he plays stunning pedal steel. And uh, uh, my friend Rodney Alejandro, who's scored with uh, like Stevie Wonder and Eric Clapton and all, he plays some keyboards and wow. just lots of wonderful people yeah. generously lent their talents to the yeah. project. I love the idea that it it's sort of, you know, in a cliche way, because I don't know how else to say it, but like it takes a village to make a record sometimes. And it sounds like for sure your village is very, very talented. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the songs that you did with Charmaine Neville. And you yeah, know, so I've been a huge like meters fan for many, many oh, years. Wow. So yeah, I was uh, I, I loved and, and I heard a little of that in the uh, in the song that you all did, which is the second track uh-huh. on the album, Sweet Summertime. And we should say that. Yeah. Like, and I think you mentioned like thematically, this is about summer stuff. And I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with uh, exploring summer stuff on uh, November 28th when we are all <laughs> longing for, for summer in some way, shape or form. So absolutely. Um, so so the, the song's interesting. Like there's some horns, but it's like 
it's all like in the pocket and very like yeah. sort of smooth and there's a lot of room in it. So tell me a little bit about that song in particular. And this is where we get to be music nerds, which you and I love. Well, I love it. Together. I love, I love talking to you about this stuff, Michael, because like I never get a chance to talk about this stuff. Like yeah. I'm also like a huge meters fan, Neville brothers, just like, like deep funk yeah. soul blues. Yeah. So, um, I have to tell you that that was just so fortuitous with Charmaine because I had written the song, I'd recorded the song, and um, you know, as soon as and then we had never actually met. I was good friends with her father, Charles Neville, but uh, we had dinner the night before this festival. We she sat in and played, and then when I and I'd, I'd seen videos of Charmaine, but meeting her and feeling just how soulful she is, uh, and then having this opportunity, I immediately felt like I've got to get her on this album and thought of that song and then she also sang on the song s'mores but with sweet summertime it's just like uh it was interesting she told me if we, to music nerd out a little further as we were having breakfast before the session that there her music teacher and her choir teacher was mahalia jackson oh my so she comes from the deepest deepest like gospel roots place and i was like well let's just channel that 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 spirit for this song because that's mm -hmm. where that's where i want to take it so that was just so fortuitous to have someone come in who could bring that level of, of just like soul and blues to that, to that song, which is really, like you said, it's got that slinky open space. Yeah. So that was just, there was a lot of good luck that in terms of people who, who collaborated, but yeah, it's amazing to work with her. Yeah. That's so cool. And like just that lineage to be able to yeah. sort of continue that line is, that's amazing. You know, like that, not everyone gets to do that. So that's very, very cool. So tell me about the song Fireflies, which when, so it's the first song on the record and immediately yeah. like sets the tone, you know, like, so my favorite Mr. G song, which we talked about last time was Patas and El Aire, right? Which is uh -huh. like this, this reggae around the campfire song. And then right. you sort of, then you lead off this album with Fireflies, which is like, anyone would love that like any age any time any space any place so tell me a little like where where does that one come from and 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 the choice to sort of lead the record with that well in terms of leading the record you know it's it was the title i mean as that song came together it felt like fireflies uh was such a nice title for the album um and kind of captured that summer that summer spirit but also the it's probably worth saying for people who haven't heard the album, the album is not as, it's kind of like with the exception of Sweet Summertime and Big Old World, it's it's more of a, a laid back album. So mm -hmm. um, unlike a lot of the stuff that I've done, which is sort of up tempo and funky and stuff. So that song, both in terms of the title, but also in terms of the mood of it, which is like, it's a very sort of folky, almost melancholic feel or anthemic, ethereal kind of thing. Felt like it captured... Uh, like if people were only going to hear one song, that would be the one. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of where it comes from, again, like like I said before, a lot of the songwriting just comes from me just sitting around with the guitar. And um, uh, for me, the music tends to uh, be what comes first. And so, um, you know, that, that the initial guitar figure, um, it's the kind of thing that could... When I, I always have my phone with me and I'll play something that something something will just sort of catch my ear like that feels like the kernel of a song mm -hmm. um, and then a melody comes into my head and um, in that case it was like those lyrics which are fireflies are dancing in the sky or fireflies are dancing in the sky 
we were camping in the forest in the middle of July and the fireflies are lighting up the sky. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's simple. Um, but, um, you know, it was like, okay, that sounds like the beginning of something. And it went from there. Um, so not a lot of premeditation, just like sort of an organic <laughs> process of how it unfolded there. Yeah. Um, so you, you mentioned big old world and I saw a video clip. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure where I saw it, but it was you, it was like a 30 second clip. It was you playing big old world. And it sort of gave me a, a different eyes view. Did that make sense? Like a different, a different view on what the yeah. Mr. G concert experience was like. It was amazing. There was like people and parents and kids jumping around everywhere. Nice. It was really cool. So what's, uh, what's going on in big old world? Well, you know, in, in, in terms of the song itself, it's really like a, a bluegrass song with a sort of a sense of nature appreciation and unity. Um, so it's sort of like a foot tapping song with, you know, pedal steel and fiddle and all. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but in terms of um, the video, uh, you know, we do perform all over the world. Like this year, we started off in Mexico, we performed in India done a number of trips all over the United States and wherever we go um, I do uh, bring kids on stage and get everyone up on their feet and try to think about music as really a, uh, harness the power of music as a and its ability to build bridges between cultures and communities um, so you know while it's the title is big old world there's this other sense of like but we're, we're, we won't, we all just share this one world and let's, let's work together to make it a better one. Mm -hmm. um, so that video clip that you're referring to, you know, shows us performing to, um, you know, beautiful big crowds of people all over the world, all sort of just responding to music, which is as animals, how we're, we're programmed to be. <laughs> right. and, and really more to work together than to have this sort of divisive, polarized culture that we're we're living in in a Absolutely. lot of ways and we are animals let's just acknowledge it yeah. um, <laughs> so i mean it's interesting that you've traveled so much this year would you say that just you know just a quick reply to this but like is this an anomaly of a year or are you always on the road like that internationally um every year for the last i don't know six seven years we've been we've done some something out of the country uh and typically in latin america this year uh, it was an anomaly, like we've never gone to India before. But um, in terms of touring really hard and, and multiple trips across the country, we've been doing that now for years. Mm -hmm. So uh, one thing that I sort of keyed in on is, you know, you said you you went to India and you'd been places in Latin America. Where are Has there ever been a time when you've been performing for an audience where the, the response surprised you and i'm not talking like the negative response right like I, I we've all had times when like it's just hard to connect and you do everything you can you use every trick in your bag of tricks and it just you know for whatever reason it's it's just not happening but what i want to hear from you is has there ever been a place where you were just just inspired and blown away and, and oh. overjoyed with the response that you got that maybe you weren't expecting well i mean yes and there are many examples but i'll give you i'll give you one which is uh, on my birthday this year, uh, it was the day after we landed in India, and we were in this town called Agra, which is where the Taj Mahal is. And at 5.30 that morning, we went at sunrise to see the Taj Mahal and went right from there to the International School of Agra, 
uh, where we were going to perform. Um, and we had no idea what to expect. Uh, but when we walked in the school, all the, the principal and all the administration were there to greet us like foreign dignitaries, like they had candles lit and incense and uh, just welcomed us and bowed to us. And then wow. we walk in and there were 500 kids and they had taught the kids the songs. So the kids are singing along. Um, you know, we've been in India less than 24 hours. This is like insane. Yeah. And then at the end of the concert, they knew that someone had tipped them off. It was my birthday. And all these kids in traditional Indian clothes came out. They presented us with a cake. Uh, they sang happy, 500 kids sang happy birthday. And the next day was this big Indian holiday where uh, the whole country shut down. And um, they, it's like the, the holiday to welcome springtime. So uh -huh. they throw color on each other. And it's just this really colorful festive Indian holiday. So suddenly they're all doing that to us. So this is, this is the first show in India. And it's like 500 kids. We're being surrounded by them. There's cake. They're singing happy birthday. <laughs> It's just like this is a, and I, I mean I could go on. Yeah. Know, then we we played uh, Mother Teresa's Orphanage in India, stuff like this, and, and yeah. similar kind of thing. And so these are like things that you know. I, I think anyone who grows up to be a musician fantasized about it as a kid. Like you don't, it doesn't happen as an adult. It's something you aspire to all your life, and everyone has their different daydreams and whatnot of what that might look like, um, and no one really prepares you for the, the challenges and the hard times of what that can look like. But in my wildest dreams, I never would have imagined any experiences like, like the one I just told you about from, from my birthday this year at that yeah. school. Wow. So stuff like that is just really incredibly touching. And, um, and also just like coming back to that big old world, like a really powerful testament to the, to the capacity for music to work as a way to, to unify people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's an amazing story. I could not, it's got to be disorienting and more than enough disorientation to like get off the plane in India and go to the Taj Mahal and then to be greeted by people like just so warmly, like there's, it's, a, crazy. it's crazy, right? Like there's a lot to learn from that. Absolutely. No, yeah. it was incredible. Yeah. Major highlight. Major, major highlight. Okay. So, well, thanks for sharing that story. That's really, really oh, yeah. Cool. Um, so if you were to pick, and I know that this is hard, but like one more song for us to key in on, on this new record, what would be another one that you would want to, to tell, to tell the world about? Um, well, maybe just in this, in, while we're on this sort of theme, there's a song called Together as One, mm -hmm. um, which in some ways has almost like a, a, a Johnny Cash element musically, but lyrically it has to do with, um, you know, it's the kind of song that you, if you didn't listen to the words and just put it on, you could think you were in a jukebox in 1952 <laughs> outside of Nashville or something like that. It's yeah. got that real vintage uh, pedal steel, twangy kind of vibe. But lyrically, it's much more about, you know, we share one sun, we share one moon, you know, we share the hope that peace will blossom soon or, or some of the lyrics. You know, uh -huh. it's just, I think, you know, truly like given the political climate we're living in, and I was, I think from a lyrical perspective, the songs that don't have an explicit sort of nature appreciation theme on this album really key into like wanting uh, to, to the extent that I, I can try to use music as a way to try to think, have people, you know, come back to the place that we're all connected and 
just sharing this one planet. Yeah. And that's another beautiful thing that music can do. Um, and I think that that message is global and, you know, the politics stuff, it's hard to not get, let that sort of trickle in at this point, yep. but I think that yep. uh, you do it in a, in a nice and tasteful way. Wow. So what's the best way to, to keep up with you and your travels and everything that's going on in the, in the world of Mr. G? Oh, thank you for asking. Well, our website's always a great resource and it's uh, Mr. G's songs. And the only catch there is it's spelled out. So M-I-S-T-E-R-G, spelled out Mr. G songs. So Mr. G songs.com. Uh, and then social media, you know, is day to day is really the best, like Facebook and Instagram specifically. And we're up there at Mr. G songs. Great. Um, so, you know, at Facebook and then M-I-S-T-E-R-G songs. Same thing with Instagram. So, um, and you know, if you check those out, we always post the, you know, the, the we've got p p videos and photos, for example, from that gig in India that I just talked about, or from uh, the, the show we did in New York City at Lincoln Center the other night. Um, the ABC News was there and did an interview, uh -huh. so we posted some of that. So, uh, that's kind of a cool way to keep up, and also that's where we let people know when we're coming to town. Great. wherever that wherever town happens to be yeah well it's i think it's fair to say with mr g that coming to a town near you sometime soon is is a fair thing to say you, you you're really you're doing the rock star thing you are on the road well we're, we're trying to get the music out to people and having these wonderful experiences day to day of uh of sharing things in real time yeah amazing well mr g it was great talking to you again thank you so much and uh i have a feeling we're not done yet we'll talk to you soon all right, we'll see you in Texas. All right. Where else do you get double whammies like that? Two for the price of one. Thank you to Sunshine and Broccoli. Thank you to Mr. G. Thank you to you for listening. Now here is Fireflies from Mr. G's brand new record, Fireflies. Talk to you very soon.
Sleeping underneath a million stars Far away from buses, planes and cars We are soaring in my dreams From Jupiter to Mars Sleeping underneath a million stars Whoa Stuff.